You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. Yeah. What the fuck is this? That's the one. This week, baby, Vegas Paul. Everyone's hoping the team will win tonight. When will our trash teams get it right? Get it right. The and Bears and record a new sportscast. Yeah. What the hell else do we have to do? PJ and TM drunk on the big sportscast. I'm drunk. Yeah. We're gonna talk some shit and you can too. Just dial 708-316-8822. Get your take heard on the show. Let's smash some beers and go! Yes! We are here today, TM, celebrating something that has been 17 years in the making. Yeah! We are here celebrating something that has not happened since I was on the field as a senior in Ann Arbor. Yeah! The Michigan Wolverines have won the outright Big Ten and are going to the college football playoff. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable! <laughs> wow, and that I was don't right care. on. I don't care. Say, act like you've been there before. Guess what? We haven't. You haven't. <laughs> I couldn't tell you how awesome of a weekend and really the past 10 days I've had, we've had here. It has been amazing. And you know what, TM? The best part about this whole thing, not only are the Michigan Wolverines going to the college football playoff, yeah, we kept Notre Dame out of the game. Yeah. We kept Ohio State yeah. out of the playoff. Michigan State gets to go and play in the Peach Bowl. Way to go, go guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ryan go, Day. Baby, go. Keep Ryan it going. Day. Laying a hundred! Laying a hundred! Laying a hundred on what? Your little your little New Year's six? What's the college football playoff taste like now, bitch? Let's go, Blue! Let's do it! We're here, baby! Binge sports cast! Ridiculous! Crazy! Crazy! Ridiculous! Ah, <laughs> oh, baby! This feels great! Yeah. Well, welcome, TM. How you doing, baby? Woo! I'll tell you, that was awesome. I am fired up, baby. 
I am fired up for Michigan versus the puny little bulldogs of Georgia who have terrible offense. What is that secondary? Oh, baby, I love it that you're underdogs. I've already wagered on Michigan, and I've also wagered on Michigan to win the whole thing. Let's go. Every time I bet on a Michigan school, good things happen. It's because of the sports cast. I am on the bandwagon. I've been all year. Let's go. I, I finally have my own college team. Let's do this. Oh, I love it. I love to hear you say that. That's right. Man, oh, man. And then we're sitting here watching uh, the Michigan Domination. Wolverines <laughs> dominate Nebraska in basketball. Not that that's any feat, but hey, you know what? Things are looking up. My Lions got a victory. I mean, oh, somebody's shining down. Some light shining on my ass. I don't know. It's amazing. This is great. <sighs> oh, those pesky Detroit Lions, <laughs> let me tell you. I mean, Mi- Minnesota scores to take the lead, and you're thinking, Whoa, too much time for Goff. Didn't, didn't you realize who was on the other side of the field? Oh, <laughs> baby, what a drive. <sighs> Well, yes, we have a lot to talk about, Tia, man. And for all the sports fans in general, we uh, had this amazing weekend, and then we had to watch whatever you (laughs) want to call what that was last night on Monday Night Football. Holy shit. I mean, Bills, are we like, I mean, are we we playing football? I mean, you guys are seven and five now. Man, talk about the inverse, right? Talk about the inverse of what I'm feeling right now. If you're a Bills fan and a Buckeyes fan, whew, I mean, you might as well just you might as well just oh, boy. go away. Just you might as well just leave this earth. Get out of here. Go, go. go. I know, I know a Bills Buckeye fan. Yeah, I do too. It's funny. Yeah, but he he does he doesn't bother me as a fan. He I I actually he agreed with everything I said last night when I actually went on a <laughs> friggin' rant in the group because I I mean my wife was beside herself. I had I had said in the group, but if we had started taping at nine thirty, so we were DVRing it, so we got to fast forward through all the games. We do the the thirty second forward between each play, and uh, jumped right through the game and caught up at the two minute warning. If if we had to like sit through every commercial break during that game, I don't think she would have made it. Like beside herself on a level that I have only seen like in the first half of a playoff loss. First half, she's losing her mind. Once she realizes they're not going to win, she kind of just checks out of the season. So that's actually pretty healthy. But last night, now myself sitting next to her, two bets. I bet the Bills minus two and a half. I had a same game parlay on DraftKings where I had Allen over 35 rushing yards, Harris over 35 rushing yards, one play, yeah. and, and Allen to score. So basically, when they were in when they were in the red zone two times in the fourth quarter, he had thirty four rushing yards, and I'm like, okay, just take one in. And are we going to do this right now? Because Dawson Knox can kiss my ass with that false start. It's so amateur. It is just like the bottom line is this: I will I will talk all night. You're going to hear me talk about drop balls yeah. because well, we will we will get into all of it. Yeah. Yes, Buffalo, Kansas City, even the Dolphins. Mike Gesicki retire because you can't catch. But every game I watched, it was just drop balls all over the place. And then the uh, the 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 play call, the 
The bottom line is this. Forget the yeah. analysis. Yeah. The bottom line is this. Buffalo is not ready to step up and take control of the AFC East from the Patriots. They Okay, <clears throat> so they won it last year. They go for, you know, they have, Patriots have a semi-down year where they go with Cam Newton. I mean, what do you expect? He's obviously one of the bigger losers in the entire league ever. But they're back, you know? And in you know, a lot of times you just watch a Patriot game and it's just like, God damn it. You know, they just outplay the other team. They get all the calls. And then on top of that, they're well coached, which of course we all understand that. And they win and they drive you crazy. Absolutely, this is a well coached team this year. They execute play the um, game plans. They played well last night. But they did. They should not have won last night's game. They scored 14 points, and it's it's a joke because you, you like they weren't even getting all the calls. Like there was the one call. Allen goes out of bounds, and he gets pushed like late, and they threw a late hit. And I was like, okay, I mean, no way does that happen in the past to the Pats. There was all types of calls going to get. There's the the horse collar against New England. I mean, yep. everything was there for Buffalo. The game was there to be won, and they just could not close the deal. Well, and they got the they got the muffed punt too, right? The that's the only reason they scored a touchdown. Yeah, they got yeah. the ball at like the eleven yard line. Yeah, yep, you're completely right. dominated, completely dominated, and it was there for the taking. They had several red zone trips. Um, they never should have tried to kick the field goal into the win. They should have gone for it on fourth down, just like Belichick did at the, you know the first drive. I just, I mean, completely outcoached, completely outplayed. Um, and there you go. I, and, and, and I will say this, too, though, as a compliment to the New England Patriots. They're defensive players. They are so well coached. I mean, every time there is a close play on a pass, they're getting a hand in to knock it down. Because in live speed, you're always like, how do you not catch that? And then when they show the replay, the, that New England defenders always got their hand coming under the arm. But it's fascinating. Like they are good. Yeah. Well, that's what that. good coaching does, right? <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. But that's what it is. I mean, you obviously they're the you know extremely well coached. They've probably got the best coach of all time. But aside from that, the, you know they're not a dominant New England team. The the game was there for Buffalo. Buffalo's not ready. They're still. Immature, I guess, is the best way to put it. Like, they just could not. How do you not find a way there? And and one other comment. We don't have to talk about this game after this. But when you have fourth and 14 on the last play of the game and you can still get a first down inside the five, why are we running three receivers into the end zone? What kind of routes are they? Well, the, get not, it, to the middle of the field. Deuce, well, try to make a play. The last play, though, they like Beasley was open over the middle, and Allen just missed him. Well, no, the defender made a hell of a play right, to come to back off of, of it. But, yes. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I'm, I shouldn't say he was wide but, open, but I think the I think the throw was to Beasley, and he wasn't in the end right, zone. Right, though. right. You're right. You're right. So why do why are we running a twenty yard route? It's like the opposite of when it's third and four and your tight end runs a two-yard route, catches the ball, and doesn't get the first right. down. It's the opposite of that. It's yep, like we need exactly. 15 yards. Why are you running 25? Because they're the Bills, man. They're the darlings. We're the No, darlings. but that's all dead. I'm sorry. They are nothing but another middle-of-the-road friggin' AFC not-that-good team. Yep. Yep. 
And when Emmanuel Sanders is getting covered, like has actual good defense being played against him, why do you, why even throw him the ball? The guy is only good in space. I can't stand it. Every time I watch this team, he will just be wide open an entire game, usually against my team, and just have 15 catches for 100-something yards and a touchdown. Or it's a game like last night. So if you're Josh Allen, if you need to force the ball, force it to Diggs. Why are you forcing it to fucking Sanders? Yeah. He's, he's a little guy. Ugh, drives me nuts. I watched too much of that team this year. It's not enjoyable. I do not enjoy watching the Bills play football. Well, and neither does my wife. Wagons. Fucking Thanks, number man. one seed, nine and four Isn't at the bye. Amazing. It's incredible. And they're, yeah, they have got to buy now. Like, yeah, just, why don't you just give them the show? So Miami. I know, I know. <laughs> I actually like this this spot for a buy for my team, too. Oh, even though we've won five in a row. It's a good time to get healthy, yeah. But they, uh, you know, it's funny because as we're just talking about, you know, New England and Buffalo that, you know, I, I had this like image in my head last night, you know, is Belichick, did him and Tom Brady have this conversation like two years ago? Like, all right, Bill, I'm going to go to Tampa. You just take a back seat. Okay. And let me do my one. thing and I'll just, you know, continue to be the best quarterback ever. And then, then. You can come back and prove that you're the best coach ever. And then we'll both get our, you know, rings without each other. And, and we'll, you know, ride off into the sunset together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and put that conversation to bed and uh, we'll right. be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> and we can, then whatever, then it's, then it's, you know, house money at that point. Whatever happens, happens. Because that's, I mean, that's what's happening. Essentially, that is what's happening. Oh, and I could also see the other conversation too, being like Bill sitting in the office at two and four and just being like, you know what? I'm not impressed with anybody in this conference. Let's go. Let's step it up. We're going to do this. Oh, here's an idea. I don't want to hear everybody blowing up on my rookie quarterback if he throws too many times and loses to Buffalo tonight. Yeah, let's just run the ball 75 <laughs> times. It's like he's got one of those jars that has like, you know, they, they make those jars like where couples do like crazy things. Bill Belichick's got this jar in his table that's like, all right, this is how you're going to play the game today. And last night he pulled out. Tonight, you're only allowed three pass attempts. All right. All right. That's what it's going to be. And what he said to that was, oh, please, I've done this a hundred times. <laughs> oh, that's it? Oh, let me, let me uh, get 50 mile per hour wins in there as well. Okay. You do, you do remember that I was a head coach at Cleveland and the Jets, right? We never threw on those teams. We sucked. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, yeah. it's just unbelievable. So the AFC now, I mean, my team's six and seven. Let's go, baby. We're still in this. And that, that uh, Chiefs team Sunday night is not beating anybody good. I just, that's another team I don't know. I mean, their D's playing great. That's fine. But they're a disaster on offense. It's so weird because at this point in the season, I mean, teams should be firing on all cylinders. Now, they did just come off a bye, right? So, you know, it is it is what it is. And we'll see. And playoffs, you know, are I mean, that's a whole different story. But there's, I mean, it's that. And then, you know, I guess we're just kind of rolling into NFL roundup now. But. It's that, and and then watching the Ravens game. I watched that game. That oh, was a disaster. God. I mean, Lamar. I mean, what is? I mean, is he an NFL quarterback or is he a running back? Because right now, he looks like a running back. 
I don't even think he looks like a running back. He just looks like a bad quarterback. And they still had a chance to win. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's just, it's unbelievable. Michigan out to a 30-point lead. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the, and the Chiefs game was, I, I watched all the action all day. I got my tight end dropping balls right and left. You know, Dolphins should have won that game 40-9. to And then we get to Tyreek Hill and uh, Kelsey. Tyreek Hill, I think, had, was, was like getting paid off. I mean, he looks like he belongs on the Bills. It's like you get into a big game or you get on national television and you just like freak out. Oh my God, I got to do everything. Oh my God, I got to make the greatest play every time. That's what the Bills do. And so here he goes. Let me drop this wide open. This guy, I mean, he's a veteran. Why are we turning our head before the ball is in our hands? It drives me insane. He is, he is just... I'm just glad I don't have him on any of my fantasy teams this year because I don't I don't understand what's going on. Well, it's also you know teams have figured out essentially how to play the Chiefs to 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 take away that deep threat, right? I mean, either playing two zone two two a two deep zone with their safeties, you know, and that's and that's where he thrives. You know, he's not a big guy. It's not like he's you know going up and getting catching balls over guys, but. You know, I I don't think there's anything. You know, I don't I don't have any hatred towards Tyreek Hill, but I no I, no, no when no, teams take all. away just... his biggest advantage, it becomes a harder uh, you know a bigger uphill battle, I guess, for him to to do what he was doing before. It's just amazing to me when you watch a game where you're 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 dominating one side of the ball. In this case, the defense. So. If there weren't these mental mistakes, these games should be 30 to nothing in the first quarter. But it never happens. It never happens. It took the Rams three quarters to get up three scores on Jacksonville, you know. Yeah. It's And I know it's because it's the pros, but sometimes it's just like they are who we thought they were. I'm sitting there watching this going, oh, I should have bet the Chiefs this game is going to friggin' be a blowout. And they barely cover. But Detroit, I mean, uh, Denver did nothing on offense the entire game until the garbage time. And that's how Jack fucking snuck me in fantasy. Hmm. Yes, <sighs> sir. Uh, you I'm going to be the sixth seed and I'm going to have the most points scored. Give me a break. I need to be the sixth seed. So you need to be the five seed. And I need to be the six seed, please. Thank you. All right. Well, you need some shit to happen. Not that much. I just need Jack to beat, um, I don't know who's, whoever's in six right now. I need Jack to beat them. I think it's Pat. And I need to win. Yes. And then I'll be Magic in there. My, I'm like you. My my point total is actually pretty decent. I've had far and away the most points scored against me. It's not even close. And, I mean, my team, not that I'm not going to do anything. My team is literally all in the hospital. But guys are making, you know, for like Kittle finally came out and, you know, a huge game for me this week. And we'll see how it goes, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, play spoiler for uh, some of these guys here in the binge league with my ragtag bandaged team. Um, So I guess with that TM, let's uh, let's just get into some BSV. We can continue to talk about the NFL, talk about some of the other games. Um you know, maybe we, maybe today is a good day to kind of talk about 
where we see like what our thoughts are on the playoff picture and who we who we like and who we don't um since yeah. all the games are garbage anyway um but we'll go through the maybe we'll just go through the wild card as of right now and then uh and we'll maybe talk a little bit about college some college b-ball or football and uh we'll do our picks and we'll get out of here so oh yeah That's the number. We didn't get any Bills calls today. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. I'm, I'm sick of them. Good, good. Uh, but we did get a call. <laughs> we did get a call from our buddy, Chad. Let's listen to what he has to say. Uh, this will be good. What up? It's your boy, the guru, the Duke. And I know I said I was retiring, and I am for the season. But I just had to call in and say, told you so. I did not watch the game, neither here nor there. I was out shopping for my gifts, for my kids' gifts to bear. Um, but little did we know, lunch came along and third quarter was on, and we watched as we went for two. That was the mistake of the game, and that made no sense to me in the third quarter. And that is why Zimmer should be fired. Um, and I didn't watch anything else. I think I watched one drive in the fourth quarter. We took off and left. I didn't even bother putting the game on the radio. I did not care. I knew we were going to lose. We kept with tradition and pulled a Vikings. Um, <clears throat> this Thursday, I think Steelers, whatever. Um, if we lose, God, I hope we lose. I think Zimmer's done. Um, just really bad decision-making in this last game. Uh, inexcusable. Been saying it since week two. Um, needs to go. Bye-bye, Zimmer. Bye. 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 <sighs> what a game. They're, they're, they're like a game out. Of the playoffs. Yes. (laughs) Uh, You got to watch out for those in-division road games, Chad. You got to watch out for that 20, those 20,000 screaming fans at Ford Field. (laughs) You got to watch out for that cannon of an arm on Jared Goff. I mean, remember, he is a Super Bowl quarterback. That is correct. Hey, he's he's got, you know, 14, 13 win season under his belt. You would have thought they won the Super Bowl yesterday. Holy oh, yeah. shit. Uh, you know, and we're not going to talk too much on this game, but, I mean, Chad's right. Uh, it was like midway through the third quarter, and they always say don't go chasing points, right? I mean, they were 
Uh, they scored. It was twenty to three, twenty six. It was twenty to six, and um, I think the Lions had kicked the field goals. It was twenty three, thirteen, and they went for two. Or I can't exact. I don't know. They went for two to get down by eight. seven eight. or eight instead of just kicking the field goal and then you know assuming you know the Lions would. Uh, no, no. They went for two to get down by three. That's what it was. They went for two to get down by three. And they didn't get it. And if they... W- so then when the Lions came and kicked a field goal, then the Lions went back up by eight instead of them just being up by seven. And then all after it all was said and done, it didn't really matter because they scored and went for two to tie it and they didn't get it. The Lions were up by two. Lions get the ball, their own 28-yard line, and Dan Campbell has a fourth and one with about six minutes to go on his own 28-yard line. And Dan Campbell, so the Lions take a timeout, okay, up by two, six minutes to go. The Lions take a timeout. People think that, you know, they're going to either come and, and, and try to draw them off sides do a quick snap, do something. And what do the Lions do? The Lions call a play-action pass on fourth, and it wasn't even one. It was fourth and three inches. A team that has spent all of its money, all of its draft capital, all of its picks on offensive linemen. And they run a play-action pass where Goff gets sacked, gets strip-sacked, and fumbles the ball, which turned out to be the best thing that could have happened. Because it gave the Vikings a short field, and they couldn't run out the clock, and left two minutes on the clock for the Lions to come back and win the game, miraculously, I must say. Uh, but well, you never you never leave two minutes for Jared Goff. I mean, oh, you're, asking, right. you're asking to lose. Yeah, Goff needs more like five minutes. Uh, <laughs> but it's funny as I, I was texting and I think texting in the group uh, and even with uh, Eric in the group text, like both of us watching it saying, okay, well, he's fired, you know, like, oh, well, you're fired. Happy Gilmore style. Nine iron, eh? It's, it was unbelievable. The play call was the most astounding thing. If you go back and you watch Twitter, you know, looking through Twitter and looking at the analytics, Apparently, the correct call was to go for it, but it's just not the it's not the play. And it's the fact that you took a timeout to come up with that moronic decision. Yeah, it's it's another example of an NFL head coach thinking that they're smarter than everybody else involved. When you just run the ball up the, the gut, instead you have to try to be tricky and you blow it. Right. But... I think in in hindsight, you're right. It was the best thing. And um, as far as Chad's talking about these two-point conversions, the way I'm understanding it, if you're down down four or five, what's the difference, right? So you go for two to be down three because if you kick the extra point, then you're down four. And if you miss both, you're down five. So four and five, there's no difference. 
Yeah, no, it's just it's looking into the. It's like it's it's not when he went to. It's not when he went for two, or it's not that. It's when he went for the two point conversion, not that he like not. It's essentially chasing points, right? Saying like, well, I'm only going to get one possession left, so I need to make sure that I'm you know within however many points, right? So, hold on. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so it's right here. So it was 23. It was just, yeah, just like I said, it would have been. So instead of being down 23 to 17, instead of going down. No, it's exactly what I said. Well, I don't know. Fuck it. I can't remember now. I'm even looking at this. This is, this is your top level analyst <laughs> analysis here. <laughs> All right, well, whatever. You know what? They fucking matter. lost. And. Yeah. Chad called it. I mean, I don't think anyone knows their own team as much as Chad does. It's impressive. But if you win, you should beat the Steelers at home on a Thursday night game. Steelers are not good. And if you do that, you're six and seven and you're game out. I mean, it's this is the NFL. I'm looking at the AFC playoff picture right now. Nine and four Patriots. Everyone else is either eight and four or seven and five. The other six teams. I mean, everything here is within a game or two. You know, it's a little yeah. different in the NFC because there's three te- like Cardinals, Packers, and Bucks are a bit separated. Well, again, the Rams and Cowboys are eight and four. But, you know, I don't know, man. It's, I don't think you give up on your team just because you're six and seven. I mean, shit, my team's, well, they're five and seven, but we're six and seven and I'm all in. I mean, let's go. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look at this. Look at this conference. I mean, nobody wants to win it, but New England. Yeah, it's it's all uh, it's it's very. You know, what's amazing it's, is today's the first sportscast in more than a year where the two of us can say both our teams won on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable, actually. It very is unbelievable. Exciting. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean that's. Oh, because the Lions, it was their first win. In- That's in- exactly in- right. Thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> I got it, by the way. I figured it out. Oh, boy. There it is. That's why I was so, trying to help you out there. Good. What do you got? Okay. So the score was 20 to 9. The Vikings scored a touchdown. So it's 20 to 15. They go for two. And this is midway through the third quarter. They go for two to go down 20 to 17. Instead of going down 20 to 16, they don't get the two point conversion. So then the Lions kick a field goal and then the Vikings are down eight. Maybe that's the reason. That's probably the analytics. It's like you go for two to go down three because even if they kick a field goal, you're still only down eight. But then it all got blown up because they ended up kicking a field goal. And that's the whole point is like there's so much time left. You're just, it's like you're making the assumption that you're only going to score one more time where they didn't. They ended up scoring two more times. And right. Yeah. The early, the, the, the timing of the two point conversion in the third quarter is okay. That is kind of what the hell. Yep. And that's, and they didn't get it. And then it was, and then you're just scrambling even more. So I agree with Chad, but I, the best part about this whole scenario was it literally went in a matter of five minutes, real time from fire Dan Campbell to fire Mike Zimmer. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And now Dan Campbell's a, hero to some i guess and as chad said right there mike zimmer is uh you know dead man walking because there's no way they're firing him this week because they play on thursday right right 
And, you know, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson had an amazing game. I have no idea how the Lions, you know, Thielen went out early in that game, how they allow the one player on that team who has any, like, ability to beat them. Him had 11 catches for 182 yards. Yeah. I mean, how does that even happen? Ugh. It's one guy. One guy. Anyway. Yeah. Well, the Lions got off the schneid. I'm fine with it. Now, you know. <laughs> lose the rest. Lose the Get rest. The number one. <laughs> you know, yeah. Let the young guys play. You know, you 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 proved your system works and everybody's all fired up for you. And not like it's going to I mean, they got to go to Denver. Then they got Arizona at home. And then they still got to play Green Bay again. So I'm not too worried about them winning another game. But it, uh, it was fun while it lasted. And now we won't be the first winless seven seventeen game winless team. right right oh it's yeah right because <laughs> it would just be something right we'd be oh 16 and one so, it's anyway. just amazing that uh yeah i mean it's not the first game you should have won either so i mean i don't even fault dan campbell for what any dis any irrational decision the guy's gonna make because he's desperate he's beyond desperate you yeah. know well, it's funny is they started. They, showed, they kept showing the stats on um, the Vikings too that uh, they had lost, or they had five games I think that had been decided by one score or less, and they were two and three, or maybe it was six games, two and four, and now probably two and five. But that is the sign of a good team. You need to win the close games. You need to be able to get over that hump, and. Again, you know, Kirk Cousins, he was okay. But uh, not winning you anything, man. Sorry to say. And it's I and I texted we were texting with Chad today. That's the number one thing. It's mediocrity, and that gets you nowhere. Right? Winning five, six, seven games a year, and then you sprout up, you hit ten games, eleven games. It doesn't do you any good. And Chad has the right mentality. Like, if they're not gonna win you know, but you got to prove and you got to, there's got to be some progress. And unfortunately I think you're just on the down, down slope of progress. So, I mean, what happens? You fire Zimmer and I mean, is that it for cousins then? I mean, you bring in a new head coach and like, you still got Dalvin cook. You got Justin Jefferson. You got uh feeling. I mean, you got, you got players. You're not going to blow it up. I guess it's just a coaching change. Get news, get a new voice in there. Yeah, and I mean, it kind of worked for the Lions. They had Schwartz, and they brought in Caldwell, and Caldwell had three winning seasons, and then he got fired. Yeah, which is the most amazing, unbelievable thing in the history of the NFL. But when, that's what happens when there when is a when there is a head coach with the resume that Matt Patricia had. You you, you fire anybody. You fire Belichick to get. Yeah. Patricia, let's yeah. be honest. That's yeah. Right. Okay. All right. All right, now that we this. cleared that's that enough up. Of that. Enough of the Lions talk. We don't have to talk about them the rest of the year. Thank God. Hey, guys. Goodrow here. Oh. Uh, I got two points. Why? Was Why it, are you calling? Is it worse that we go from Lions to Jets or? It's no one's going to. We're getting no new listeners <laughs> off of this, this uh, run of topic here. Uh, I just heard Pete uh, tap out again. <laughs> I think everybody listening was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, hanging out. So, two points on the Jets game. Number one, oh, yeah, on. here. I want to go back. Uh, I want to go here. back. Oh, uh, oh, I got two points. 
and they hold on, Matt. Hold on, I want to rewind so we hear it all. You did. No, no, no. Okay. Look at Michigan putting up one hundred two here. Uh, I got two points and a question uh, that I want to talk about before uh, hanging up. So, two points on the Jets game. Number one, only the Jets can score three touchdowns on their first three drives and have two missed PATs and a failed two-point conversion. That's point one. Crack me up. Um, but on that note, I think the first half is the best Zach Wilson has looked all year. Offense was clicking. You know, he was hitting guys, wasn't playing hero ball. And second half, they only had the ball for seven minutes because this leads to point two. This defense is fucking awful. <laughs> I am all for using both first-round picks next year on defense because there is not a single person that I don't consider expendable and or a position that cannot be upgraded. So that's point number two. I can't believe they gave up 185 yards on the ground. To me, that's inexcusable for a defensive-minded coach and with a defensive line that has as much invested into it as it is. So that's my thoughts on the Jets game. I have no... You know, they didn't lose because of Zach Wilson and this offense. I put this squarely on the defense. So my question is about Joe Judge. TM, this is more for you because you're more than New York know. Is there a coach in recent memory that a fan base has done a complete 180 on more so than Joe Judge? Last year, this guy was the talk of the town. He's like, oh, they play hard for him. We won six games and you know, what he fucking do. And now all of a sudden he's, I don't know if exposed is the right word, but I definitely think a lot of people are more skeptical than what they were. Obviously Daniel Jones might be out for the year, but the Giants for all the deservedly shit the Jets get, if you ask me, the Giants are almost as bad. If you look at their stretch for the last five years. And my question is, do you think Joe Judge is the guy or not, because his clock management strikes me as awful, and awful. I don't think he's been great at evaluating evaluating players alongside this GM who fucking blows. So that's my thoughts. Happy Monday, and I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Well, God, this is this all you. To, I gotta you. listen. I gotta listen to this shit all day, and now I gotta talk about it on my own show. Look, the Giants are a complete disaster, Um, as were the Jets. I think the difference is, well, I mean, you know, Goudreau, you've documented it throughout your calls here. I mean, you've, what, got two GMs prior to McCagnin that uh, messed, or maybe McCagnin was the last one. Who cares about the Jets? But I know that there's been, you know, Gettleman is destroying the Giants or has destroyed the Giants with terrible draft picks and, Saquon uh, as the number two pick in the first round, blah, blah, blah. O-line guys haven't worked out, blah, blah, blah. So it, it, it is a big disaster. And Joe Judge, I don't know. But his in-game coaching is horrendous. I mean, PJ, so clock's running out in the first quarter. Um, Giants have the ball. So figure they run a play, play ends. There's like... 10 seconds left. So, right, you just let it go to the end of the quarter. You basically got a free timeout. He calls a timeout with seven seconds left. (laughs) And then they cut to the – I mean, the announcers are just killing him. And then 
you cut to the sideline and you can see the expression on his face. He knows it. He just did the dumbest thing ever. And he does, he is horrific at clock management. It happens all the time. Um, the majority of the sports radio calls on Mondays are all about that kind of stuff. You know, they could have won the Chiefs game, but this and that with this timeout and this play call and blah, blah, blah. Look, the, the bottom line is the Giants are just not very good. And have they had as bad of a last five years as the Jets? Probably not, but it sure is close. And it looks worse on the Giants than the Jets because the Giants have won Super Bowls and are supposed to be this, you know, team, New York team that has pride and, you know, history and, you know, all that kind of shit. So it, it's it's an absolute disaster. They they ran Eli Manning out of here, and it's been, it's been shit since. It was shit while he was here. I mean, bad coaching hires, blah, blah, blah. So my thing is, you, it sounds like Gettleman, the, the uh, GM's probably going to be let go at the end of the season. So... Joe Judge, I mean, I don't think we even have to make give our opinion and make the decision on if he is it or not. Let the new GM come in and make the decision. I mean, you know, who who what GM's gonna come in and be like, yeah, I'll keep that head coach. You know, and, and I think Joe Judge was also screwed because I think he was told by the owner Mara that he had to hire um what's his face? The oh was the offensive coordinator, the Dallas coach uh, Garrett, who just fired. Jason Garrett. Yeah. I think he was kind of told he had to do that. But yeah, the well, New York fan, the giant fan base got got all hard on Joe Judge, and I don't mean hard like tough on, when he came in here because he was from Belichick's tree, and they got all excited, and Belichick endorsed him and all that kind of shit. Well, you know, guess it, Peyton Manning endorsed Adam Gase. I mean, look where that got two organizations. By the way, the Dolphins and the Jets are also two fan bases who are at fault for overrating and 180-ing on a coach because we both did it on Gase. So, you know, this is what happens everywhere. And it's, it's uh, what have you done for me lately league? And, you know, it takes three years to get your program and your players that you need. Well, guess what? In this day and age, you don't get the three years. That's just how it is. And when you're in a market like New York, you just don't get three years. Now, if Judge does get another year, he's going to get his three years. I still don't see them being a playoff team next year. So I think he'll be gone. If the it only, isn't the end of this year, it'll be next year. Yeah, the only reason, the only thing with the GMs, because it happened in Detroit, is sometimes the GM will come in and they'll leave the coach because then it's kind of a lame duck coach, and then they've got an out, right? Sure. But it's not the difference. Well, it, like I spoke before, the difference with the Lions was they were coming off of a you know seven and nine or you know a. a decent enough season where it would have been tough to fire. And I think the GM was hired late in the process. That's the only thing that they've got going for them this year is that they'll be able to, they should get the GM in line and then should be able to get coaches if they, if they choose to do so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I, mean, I feel like we've just been going and I don't know the giants, you know, from anybody else, but I feel like we've just been going in the same path since, I mean, what was it? twenty? Do that. When did when did they win their second? Two thousand twelve, right? So and it's yeah. been downhill from there. I mean, it's they've just uh, they they tried to you know Saquon was like I don't want to say he was like patchwork, but it was like 
Gettleman was like, we're close, so I'm going to draft this playmaker running back at two because we have all of the other pieces. Meanwhile, they had nothing. They had no defense. They had – Well, and they also uh, took Daniel uh, Jones, right, at six or five, whenever. Sure, you know, but, but Daniel Jones is – yeah, he hasn't been able to, you know, prove himself because there's no O-line. I mean, it's the common mist- – it's just the – you're right. It's just circles here. It's the same conversation every year with different – so, you know, different Mad Libs filled in. It's terrible. I hate, I hate the Giants. I just, I just, I'm so sick of their fans and just sick of hearing about them. I mean, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's a tired story. You're just not any good. You know, I'm so glad we beat. That was so satisfying on Sunday because a, we hadn't beaten them since '03, and b, it's just, it's good to see my team beating teams that were better than. Because of the you know six weeks ago we weren't we this game I would have thought we probably would have lose I mean we, Tua probably wouldn't even have been playing everybody's hurt and we probably would have lost so I'm glad we got him when we did I'm glad we won uh, my team's defense is looking very good um, and Tua's improving every week they're running the right plays they're not making him do too much but he when he's got to throw the ball he can fucking throw it man he's just you know, again, we're finally 16. He's played 16 or 7. He's played 17 games now. So we could say he's played a full season or season plus one, however you want to look at it. But he's getting better. And Waddle is a star. And uh, if Mike Gazeki could fucking catch the ball instead of having it bounce off his face mask in the end zone, loser. <laughs> oh, he is, he is like, he's another one. I don't, I mean, where is the coordination? He's just like limbs. Fly. Every time the ball's thrown to him, he's got to be five feet off the ground, legs in six different directions, and the ball bouncing off his hands or his face or his chest. It drives me crazy. It drives me to drink, honestly. But <laughs> that being said, uh, Devontae Parker was back, actually looked really good. I- I'm watching this happen. Parker's a good receiver for Tua. Because he's a good possession receiver. He can run short outs, catch the ball, keep his feet in on the sideline. You don't have to throw perfectly, and he's got the reach. The guy would just friggin' play a full season. Um, but there are no drops from him, thankfully. Oh, and Albert Wilson's another one dropping everything. Albert Wilson, if you blow your nose in his direction after he catches the ball, he's on the ground. Oh, he's such a bitch. But all that being said, six in a row. Yeah, baby. Fuck, fuck the Giants. And absolutely fuck the Jets and bring them on by this weekend. Jets coming to Miami, set six in a row on the way, seven and seven in the hunt. How dare you, NBC and ESPN, for leaving us out of the hunt? Because we're in it. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's look at TM since all the other games are dog shit this past week, as we discussed. I can't believe yeah. The Niners uh, have moved into a wild card spot after dropping that egg and turd of a game against uh, Seattle. Mm. All right. So right now, as it stands in the AFC, we've got the Patriots at one, the Titans, which I can't believe the Titans are still sitting at two, who are right now playing the Buffalo Bills as the seven seed. Unbelievable. The Baltimore Ravens sitting at three, playing 
the Bengals who are sitting at six and the Chiefs playing the Chargers, you know, as four and five seeds. Now, with the AFC, the one thing I will say is the seven teams sitting here are, to me, I think, the right teams. They are the teams that, if you were to ask me four weeks ago, are still the same seven teams that should be there. Is there any of those teams, TM, or is there another team, and I know I know of one, that you could see sneaking up into this this top seven in the AFC? Yeah, the Colts. Outside of your Dolphins, obviously. And the Colts, yeah. Yeah, the Colts are the team that, you know, they just, they are so Jekyll and Hyde. Like, what, what are they? Right. I mean, well, look, are... the Colts are seven and six. Now their schedule, you know, is better. You know, gets a lot easier for them. They they started off tons of injuries and a tough sketch. So now their schedule is vastly improving. I mean, they you know they've had a lot of layups lately, where they're just you know Houston twice, um, just games where they don't have to overexert themselves. Why am I looking at the Texans schedule? Yeah. But um, it, it's really going to come down to to, ske- to scheduling here. I mean, and- Buffalo is at the seventh seed right now, seven and five. Their next two games are at Tampa, at New England. I mean, seven and seven is very possible. Right. And seven and seven from the team that was supposed to, after a few weeks, after three and one start, run away and hide in this conference to – Absolutely having an opportunity to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Fortunately for them, the Colts also play New England and then have to play Arizona in their, their next two games. After their bye, though, they do have a bye, which is a big thing for them, especially like you said, they've been banged up and get healthy. And and the thing is, is and they have just Every time I watch them, they do things that they should be doing, right? They run the ball really well. Their defense is, you know, dominating at times. But they just can't seem to to finish it, right? They need a they I think I can a, answer uh, I can answer why, I think. Yeah. Why? Well, because I think they're extremely well coached. I have a lot of respect for Frank Wright. I think he is one of the better coaches in the league. And so they're prepared. Yep. So the things you described, like, you know, the dominant defense at times, they, they do the things they're supposed to do. That's good coaching. Why are they unable to really close it out? Uh, Carson Wentz. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's. I think he's, it's that. I yeah. think it's. They don't have any. They don't have any. Th- I mean, they're like. Receive their like passing game. There's just no threat of it. Right. How they still manage and how Jonathan Taylor has, what, 1,300 yards right now is still mind-boggling because i don't know who they have as receivers on their team well uh ty is back but that's only been for two weeks but you've got jack doyle at tight end you've got Pittman's the big one you got Pittman, and then you had pascal and but yeah and ty hilton is uh, no he's old that was that was tongue-in-cheek yeah that was tongue-in-cheek all right so yeah i i would agree um I think the Colts are the team to watch out for. Otherwise, you've got the Steelers, who I can't believe. Oh, my won God. How is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> and then Vegas, as I put all my confidence behind them, go and blow that game against. Not even blow uh, game. You were right. You were right. Can't win at home. Lose to Washington. 
And then the Browns are a disaster. The Broncos are a disaster. And really, it's you you guys sitting there, Tim. Right now, you guys are what? Like 14th in the in the AFC, but... Well, we're 13th, but uh, yeah. yeah, let's see what happens. Um, yeah, let's just, see what, let's just see what happens. I mean, we lost to Vegas... So I don't think we can jump up until we get at least win again and get to seven and seven. But again, I mean, you are eight and four is the two seed, seven and five is the seven seed. So it is, I mean, we're sitting here going into week 14 and it's really all, every seed is still up for grabs. So the, there is, there's really no definitive um, seeds in the AFC at all with, I guess there's five crazy enough. There's five weeks left still. Right. It seems like we're, you know, we're, we're sitting here in the second week of December and typically we'd be sitting here and I don't know if it's, you know, just a later year in general, obviously, you know, I totally thought we're planning a trip and I literally was sitting there the entire time we're planning this trip saying, well, we got to get back for the Super Bowl. We got to get back for the Super Bowl. It was the next week. Because the Super Bowl is on the 13th this year, which is, you know, makes obviously makes sense adding another week. It just mm. it didn't dawn on me that everything would be pushed back. So we'll see. It's, uh, yeah, five weeks left. Even New England, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be who stays healthy, whose, you know, schedule is heavy at the end. And after it's all said and done, you know, it may be a shitty product on the field as we've seen and bitched about this whole show, but it should be, should be a fun ride to the end here. Yeah. I think one of the most frustrating things about last night with Buffalo and, you know, somewhat rooting for them because of uh, finances and my wife, you know, last night was the first or this weekend, I guess is really the first weekend where, the results of these games really have you going to the standings now and being like, all right, wait a minute, where do we stand? Like we've gotten to that point, you know, they lose to Jacksonville a few weeks ago and it's like, that's going to come back and bite them down the road. But you're not like going to the standings being like, Oh, what, what, what happens now? You know, now that new England's made this run, it's now you can't be losing or they're just going to pull farther and further ahead. And then, you know, like the Bengals lose that. that the Chargers are, will always Charger, right? They yeah. are the same team every year. No matter who's a quarterback, who's at running back, this team just, I mean, I didn't bet it, but I looked at that game and I'm like, the Chargers, I know Cincinnati's not really east, but it's more east than California. And I'm like, them coming across to play one o'clock on the, uh, you know, Eastern time zone, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't see them winning that game. And they just come out and come out of nowhere and just blow them away. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, they are, they, but that they're a team. Like if I'm sitting there and I'm a, I'm a top seed, right. I'm the chiefs. Like, I don't want to see the fucking chargers. I don't want to see any of those teams. I don't want to see the bills. I don't want to see the Bengals, like all of those teams. And that's what the fascinating thing is is these teams are, they're all Jekyll and Hyde. You've got the Bills, you've got the Bengals, you've got the Chargers. All of them have shown mm-hmm. to be juggernauts and shown to be what they thought we were. They were. Oh, you're right, man. Every single one of them. I mean, if you if you got, okay, Bills at Titans, Bengals at Ravens, Chargers at Chiefs, I'd say the biggest spread 
on any of those games would be the Chiefs, and it would probably just be like three and a half. Right. You're I mean, you right. can't. I mean, you're not going to be more than a field goal on any of those games. That's crazy. It crazy. really is. The AFC is annoyingly fascinating because it's not good play that is providing us with this competition. It's bad play. Yeah. So it's well, talk about bad play. Let's move to the NFC. So, <laughs> hey, one more a, AFC point. Everybody yeah. up there, just keep on sucking, baby, because we're coming. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. So you have Arizona, who miraculously is still the top seed, where Murray and Hopkins have been out for a month. Not really, but they, they just came. They they just came back. They win with Colt McCoy, and they come back and show who they really are, and it's amazing. So you got Arizona, you got the Cardinals at one. And then you've got the Packers against the Niners, who just lost and snuck into seventh place. Thank you, Minnesota Vikings. Um, And then you've got the Buccaneers at three, playing the Washington football team at six. And the Dallas Cowboys playing the Rams at five. It is remarkable that the Rams are sitting there at eight and four at a five seed. And then you're down with the Washington football team and the Niners at 500. But, I mean, good on them. They've done what they've had to do. They've both come back and at least won some critical games as far as their seasons are concerned. But how the Niners dropped that game this week. And Washington, I don't know, man. I Who is that team? How, like, they're not, they're not going to make a splash. Four in a row. Are they? I mean, I just don't. You know, if you're sitting there and you're the – the Bucks, you're like, oh, cool. And I know there's five weeks left, but okay. Washington oh, yeah. football team, sweet. Well, the Washington football team beat them a couple weeks ago, so yeah. yeah. And it's not. I'm sure they'd probably like to move up to that two seed. So because I don't see the the football team's got to play the Eagle. They're that that they have all division beat up. They I mean they could honestly catch the Cowboys. There's so many are, in division games. They have five division. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Five yeah. division games left. Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Well, you know, and with Minshew Mania, you better watch out for them Eagles. Uh, I'm half kidding. Well, but hey, what did are. I say? Minus what did I say? Minus six and a half. That's right. That's right. So they are sitting there at six and seven uh, as the first team out, and then you've got the Vikings, the Panthers, the Falcons. You know, look at the Falcons; they're terrible. But five and seven, and the Saints. None of those teams. I mean, the Eagles are the only ones. Obviously, you know what's going to happen is that the Vikings are going to win on Thursday, and then. They're going to go and beat the Bears, and they're going to get back over 500, and then they're going to play the Rams, and Matt Stafford's going to give them a present, just like he always did, and lose to them too. And then Vikings are going to win this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Is there anybody – I mean, I mean, do you, do you like the Vikings? Do you like the Eagles, the Panthers? I mean, is there anybody down there? I just – well, no, I don't like the Panthers. Um now, nobody passed Minnesota, but Minnesota's such a weird team. So I would never, like, bet on it or put any faith in them. Eagles are another weird team. They just lose weird games and win games. And I don't know. It's, it's so back and forth. But Washington and Philly and Dallas will have a lot to say as they continue to play each other uh, for the rest of the season. Um, 
the, this is a top heavy conference though. I don't, I don't expect anything. I don't expect it to be, I mean, Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. If it isn't one of those three in the Super Bowl, I'll be surprised at this point. I mean, well, yeah, just, you look at like Dallas, they're just consistently a lot better than the other teams. Yeah. yeah Dallas is just, they, they don't, they don't move the needle at all. Right now they not, ran not them. They, they beat the Patriots early in the season. And then since then it's been, you know, Vikings and, you know, and then they lost on Thanksgiving and got kind of, I don't want to say demolished, but they, the, the chiefs took care up. of them. Right. Yes. They and beat them up. I don't know. It's, but you're right. So they're going to work themselves out uh, between those division games and, it's not as exciting to me. I mean, I think we talked that the NFC was the far superior conference early in the year, and now I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, ugh, all these teams look like garbage. Well, the best teams are in the NFC, but, yeah, it's, it's just yeah, a weird. Very uh, top-heavy. Very, very yeah. top-heavy. All right. Well, I think we've exhausted that topic, TM. Um, I do want to circle back a little bit, and let's talk a little college football to kind of wrap this up, and then we'll get out of here. College Roundup. PJ will break it down. Just give him time. College Roundup. TM ain't got no fucking clue. He went D3. She. Well, I already gave my hype speech for my Michigan Wolverines. Uh, took care of business on Saturday, but we had a handful of, I guess, impact games uh, on Saturday, championship games. First of which, I mean, TM, I guess I should ask, you know, how much of, how much of your Saturday did you spend watching college football? Um, I was deeply invested in the Alabama game. Um, and I followed very closely the Baylor game, although not necessarily like sit down viewing. Yeah. Yep. Um, Same with Yeah. Yep. And then Cincinnati, I was, you know, just following the score. So yeah, the big thing, the big question mark was, Assuming, I mean, the, the assumption was that Cincinnati was going to win, beat Houston, and it really came down to that Oklahoma State-Baylor game where Oklahoma State, if they won, would have given the committee a headache. You know, do you choose the Big 12 champion who's 12-1, and one, or do you take this undefeated uh, group of five, as they call them, non-Power 5 team, a chance and and put them in into the playoff assuming that michigan wins and alabama uh you know or that it goes the way it's gonna go um cincinnati ends up winning you know it was close for a while i think houston was actually up 10 to 3 or 10 to nothing and cincinnati came back and uh took care of business uh ended up winning 35 to 20 now the baylor game baylor ended up going up early in that game uh, Oklahoma or Oklahoma State didn't have an answer. I think they were up 21 to six or something like that at the half. And Oklahoma State came back and and essentially had a chance. I shouldn't say essentially had a chance to win the game. Fourth and goal, end of the game from the two yard line, three yard line, 
and the running back sweeps left, dives for the pylon, and ends up two inches short. It was unbelievable. I'm sitting there watching that, and and obviously as a Monday morning quarterback or as a you know sideline uh, cr- critic, all that guy has to do there, I feel like, is put his shoulder down and just like bowl his Reach way the into ball. the end zone, right? Yeah. There's no way that that defender is taking him down before the goal line. And sometimes I think these guys get, you know. Uh, over, I don't know, hyped. I don't even want to say that, but just they, they just they just want to get to that pylon, and the guy literally dove and slid short. It was it was unbelievable. Essentially, taking Oklahoma State's chances of making the college football playoff and paving the way for Cincinnati to make their way into the first group of five in the college football playoff. Anyway, and so that was it. Uh, then we got the, I guess, the the appetizer or, you know, the pre-meal with Georgia and Alabama. Now, full disclosure, I had this family thing going on, so I didn't watch more than 30 minutes of this game. So, TM, I want to know kind of what your thoughts were on Georgia, on Alabama. Did they look like Alabama of old, or was it – you know, were they were they getting? I don't want to say lucky, but just you know, were they were they making their own? They luck looked. Or- they looked like they looked like Alabama of old. They did, so, and that surprised me because I've been watching them all year, and they've been very unimpressive in many of their wins. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we just just you don't have to go any further back. Just keep referencing. Um, the uh, the the week before with Auburn, where yeah. they really had no business winning that game. So I mean, just think about how where they've come from in two weeks. It's like they shouldn't even have won a game. They should have been knocked out to friggin' smoking the number one ranked team, like consensus number one, and ending up the number one team in the country when it's all said and done. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's typical Alabama. You just can't get rid of them, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, and it is. It is so. But they annoying. were good. Bryce Young had an incredible game. It's the best he's looked all year. Now they're going to say he's. I mean, everyone's like he's saying he's a shoe in for the for Heisman, the, right? um, for the Heisman. But I, I mean, I don't know. I like your your Hutchinson guy on defense too. I think there's a, a real possibility of him going to win because Bryce Young has not been dominant. The only thing, the reason everyone likes Bryce Young is because there's nobody else. Like well, this Pitt guy on Pittsburgh. I mean, I haven't even seen a Pitt game. Yeah, and then I mean, obviously C.J. Shroud looked yeah. great, but the big question is, or or one of the criteria criteria is yeah, clean, lovely, lovely, is that uh, he in the biggest spot do you produce? And C.J. Shroud didn't. I mean, even though he, I mean he played decent enough against Michigan. Um, but Bryce Young did, Hutchinson did, and I think it's just really, really difficult to give the Heisman to a D lineman. I mean, it just I mean they can make that big of an impact, but you're looking at, like we just talked about, a guy that 
took them from essentially being out of the playoffs to into the number one seed. Yeah. All with his play. Now, the one thing that I did want to talk about, though, is, and I didn't realize this until essentially after they're talking about the Georgia loss and where everybody should be seated. Georgia's schedule and, like, their wins are not that impressive. Mm-mm. Their best win is against a 9-3 and three Kentucky team. Now, it, it's, it... they've been dominating teams, mind you. And I think they, they, they earned a lot playing Clemson right at the beginning of the year. But we saw how that ended. You know, Clemson is not, you know, anything. No, they you know. played better recently, but they, their offense was just anemic for the first half of the season. But I mean, let me, let me, these are their wins, right? Clemson, UAB, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. I mean, stop me when there's an actual legitimate team. Arkansas, <laughs> Auburn, Kentucky. What do you mean, dude? This Florida. is a solid. This is a solid NCAA basketball schedule. Yeah, exactly. Missouri, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, Georgia Tech. There's no. a single good team in that list. No, that's why I love Michigan plus seven and a half. You're giving me more than a touchdown. Oh, thank you. And then they played Alabama and lost forty-one to twenty-four. Now I yeah. think they're good. I mean, I don't, I don't think this is any pushover. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't, I'm not confident in my own team. I mean, I think we, we definitely have a chance to win the game. I'm not, if we were playing Alabama, I'd be a lot more scared. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, Georgia, that, that SEC just, ugh, I, I mean, there's just not, I mean, everybody else, everybody good was on the, you know, Alabama, you know, you can go look at them. Texas A&M. I mean, there's a bunch of teams and they're just, I don't know. I'm not super impressed. Um, They've got some good players. And from the highlights that I've seen, they kind of looked a little bit like a deer in headlights. You know, somebody punched them in the mouth and they couldn't take it. And that's why, you know, uh, with the Michigan team, it's funny is that, the MSU loss for Michigan really hurt, right? I was on here and full disclosure, I wanted Harbaugh gone. I didn't think that, that he was the guy. I didn't think that he had his team in the right spot. Obviously was completely wrong in that fact. He had his team prepared to deal with the loss, to deal with the adversity to deal with maybe getting your you know dick punched a little bit and being able to come back and do what you've been doing all season long. Georgia, that's the only thing that scares me about them is that they got taken down a peg or two and so now they actually realize like, oh shit, we're not all that, right? We got to work harder. And that's right, what Michigan right. State did for Michigan. Now the the right right now the interesting just, uh, thing I heard during the broadcast was who's the head coach at Georgia? Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart had you know when you get the pregame interview with the 
or the night before, you know, sit down with the announcers or whatever. The the announcers said that he said, you know, our secondary isn't as good as we were last year, but nobody has really challenged us. And hearing that and then hearing you just go through their schedule and watching the way that Bryce Young just picked them apart, that is a gigantic weakness. And I believe that Michigan has a very strong offensive line. So I I can't get over this spread. A touchdown plus? No way, man. It's no respect to your team whatsoever. No, not at all. And I absolutely love it. Love the bet. Um, and, and you got Bama minus 13 and a half. I'll probably actually stay away from that game. Yeah. But, I just um, don't know. Enough cause about. I just love Michigan so much. I mean, there's no reason to have to bet on both games, you know, like just yeah. make them just going to make the bet that I like. You're going to be the later game. It'll be the one to sit down and watch. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 and I wasn't, they're very lackluster offense as well. The quarterback's nothing great. And, um, yeah, I mean, I mean the, again, I've only really watched them one game, but Again, you went down the the list of the sketch. I watched them in the only game that mattered. That was the only competition they played all year. So maybe they were cocky, overconfident. I mean, they're a six and a half point for. I can't believe I didn't bet on Alabama in this game. I mean, just the fact that. I mean, when have you ever seen Alabama six and a half point underdog? I mean, it's never well, it been the case. It hasn't been the case for not in my gambling career. Right. So I blew that one. Right. Um, that's that was pretty bad oversight on my part. But um, yeah. I, I mean, I think you're going to be playing Alabama in the championship game. And when we get there, we'll just we'll look at it all and, and discuss it. But you are, you are by no means inferior to any of these. I mean, you belong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After absolutely. what I've watched the last few weeks, you absolutely belong and, and you have a chance. Yeah. And people, you know, there's people around here, local people, you know, bitching that well, we should have been the one seed. And it's like, you're only saying that because you don't, you want to play Cincinnati. Like, just suck Never it up. would have been. If right? you were the one, if you were the one, then Cincy would have been the three and Georgia would have been the four. It doesn't matter. It does. Playoff is set. Yep. Just you are you are always playing Georgia. They're not they're not having that matchup again. Yeah. And if it comes down to the championship, then it is what it is. But you're I, I totally agree with you. Now they came on the 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 uh selection show and said, Now they don't do this. And I was like, bullshit. Of course they do that. There's not like saying yeah. like that they don't choose the matchups because if, if anything, you know, like Cincinnati could have been the three, right? I mean, they're an undefeated team. It's anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. You could have been. Yeah. You're, you're a hundred percent right. You know what? Win. Win. And it doesn't win. matter. The seeds don't matter anyway. You're yeah. in. Just go. It's the final four. Just go win. Yeah, baby. It doesn't matter. Yeah, baby. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Saturday night. So after that game, so as I said, we had to do this like Christmas, we did this Christmas family thing and my, and my mom plans, it. it's like my whole family. And she had asked me three months ago, like, can we do it on this night? I'm like, yeah, yeah, Michigan's not making a fucking big 10 championship. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst fan. <laughs> I know. I know. And then sure enough, right. It happens. So we get done. It's like seven o'clock and we're seven fifteen. We're like an hour and 20 minutes away. So I get in the car, throw the kids in the car, and I'm like, honey, strap in, let's go. So we're fucking booking it home. We ended up having to listen to the first uh, seven minutes on the radio. Um, but it was 
it was okay. It was it was still okay, and we could have taped it, but I didn't want to do. And you said that you guys were out, and you had to like catch up on the game or whatever. And I just I can't. With there's too much going on to try to catch up, you know. And I've been in situations where we forgot that we weren't live, and then people are getting notifications on their phones, and we're like looking at the DVR, like are we live? Are we live? No, sure. So we got back to the house. Uh, got to enjoy it. It was the 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 beginning of the game, and listening to it on the radio was a little bit agonizing. I mean, you know, Iowa had a chance to do some damage. They missed a field goal. Uh, Michigan stopped them in the red zone twice. And granted, that was their Achilles heel all season. And now they, uh, you know, and then and then they stop them. They kind of punch them in the mouth twice in that first half. And that was it. I mean, when it was 14-3, to three, there, there was no way. I mean, Michigan was going to yeah. make the adjustments that they needed to. And funny thing is, is the, there was a, a clip of Jim Harbaugh on the sideline, people doing like lip reading. And when they were up 35 to three, there's a clip of him saying, Oh, he was saying we we have a chance. We have a chance to be the number one score. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm all about it at this point because of the way that they have created the college football playoff. And that it is a committee and it's not Big Ten champions. It's not that. You got to do what you got to do, right? Mm-hmm. Put all your cards on the table, blow them out. And they did just that. And my brother texts me at, I don't know, it was probably like 11 o'clock. Game was, it was 35 to 3 at that point. And he texts me and I sent you the text. He's like, Yes, we fantastic. are drinking this tonight, either at my house or yours you know, get over here or whatever. And we ended up texting back and forth. And then five minutes later, I get a knock on my door and it's my brother. And he's got this hundred dollar bottle of Jack. Jack, right? Yeah. Single barrel. You're, the text said, serious question. Where are we drinking this in 11 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, uh, him and my uh, sister-in-law came over and we all celebrated, got to watch them win. And it was, my wife was fucking crying, dude. I mean, it was like an emotional, emotional thing. Yeah, like I great. said, man, it's been, it's been a long time coming. And, um, you know, I'll be the first to admit, I mean, I haven't loved my team. I haven't loved my school. And it, it sounds petty, right? It sounds stupid. I mean, it's the school that I, you know, I went to school there. I didn't play football. I went to school there. But just this aura around Michigan has been for so long, this just stench. And I was, I was, just wasn't enjoying it. This has, has, has finally kind of allowed me to have a little bit, to pump my chest up, puff my chest up a little bit, you know? Yeah, Nobody can take this should. away, right? So I'm super excited, man. Now we got to wait three weeks. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my thoughts around it and, and kind of soak up Georgia a little bit, see kind of what they have to say, and listen to some, you know, people who know what they're talking about, even though nobody knows who the fuck they're talking about. And uh, we'll go from there. So Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Now you said very TM, exciting. You guys, Enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah, you guys, you 
you had paused the game or you weren't watching the game on Saturday? No. What do you mean? Yes. What do you mean? Oh, I don't know. With the text, you said that you had to go in another room because. Oh, oh, oh! When I saw your text come through, I was we were watching something else on TV, so I had the game oh, paused. Right. Yeah, so I, I think we paused it at halftime. So I ran the phone into the kitchen. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't see this. Let's get a charge. We'll finish the movie, and uh, then I'll. I had my phone in my lap, and as soon as I realized it was a blowout, I started reading things. But oh, I had eleven, and I had Michigan minus eleven and a half. So my whole thing was. Um, you know, I, at 14-3, I completely agree. The game was over at halftime. I knew you'd win because Ohio, Iowa has no fucking offense, so no, they're not, not coming back, especially not on you. So switched their quarterback like, okay, at one this point. Is over. Was, yeah. What's that? I said they switched their quarterback at one point, and it yeah, was, yeah, they had nothing. They nothing. have nothing. So, um, yeah, well, that's that's what I had to do. But then I saw your text, gotcha. and I'm like. So it was like, I probably responded an hour later. I'm like, you guys better be drinking that. <laughs> You're like, of course, idiot. I'm yeah, like, at that okay. point, I was shit-faced. I mean, it was like 2 in the morning. It did not feel great on Saturday or on Sunday, but that's all right. Oh, no. That's all right. You didn't miss anything. That's right. All right, TM, that's it. Let's uh, let's do some gambling, and let's get the fuck out of here. Tough week. All right, let's go. By picking the best I can But when they come and take my house and my car My wife don't understand I fucking suck at gambling Now TM PJ, PJ, you want to tell the listeners how you did last week? Yeah, I went 3-0, baby yeah, you flip, you strike that, reverse it. <laughs> oh, man, that is like the only thing that kept me going on Sunday was like, all right, here are my bets. <laughs> now, what I had done with our picks is instead of entering a parlay with the spreads, I looked at all our picks and I'm like, all right, you know, there's a good chance all these teams win these games. So I said to hell with the spreads and I just put in a five team money liner. Moneyline parlay, and I had texted you saying, oh, man, the Raiders are going to screw us." But really, in the end, it was uh, the Niners and the Ravens and the and the Ravens. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, going so, for two. Yeah, all three, all three of yours lost. Yes, <laughs> way to go, way to go. Well, you know, people don't come here to listen to me gamble, although they used to when I was thirty <laughs> and ten. Oh, man. So, yeah, with that, uh, I went two and one, so I get to 18, 20 and one, and you are 16 and 23. So I've got a little bit of a a, cushion now. That is going to be a a haul coming back up from there. Jeez. Yeah. Five weeks left. Five weeks left. Let's go. Oh, yeah, plenty of time. I can totally pull the no nut. It's, this is, I'm looking through these right now. This is tough. It's tough to, uh, tough to pick three, but I got my three. I'm sure I have to go first. Yeah, I don't even have the website up. I don't even know where it is. Holy shit balls. Okay. All right. I'm going to go first. So, like you just heard, I went two and one, built myself a little bit of a lead in the competition, and we've got week 14 in the NFL. So, why not ride a hot team? We've got the Washington football team. They are at home this coming Sunday, 1 o'clock, against the quite unimpressive Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, 
Three and a half point favorite in this game. Washington just has something going. We're in division here. Heineke's playing out his ass. Gibson seems to be the Gibson of 2020. You've always got to worry about Scary Terry. Unfortunately, Logan Thomas kind of put a little damper on my fantasy team by getting hurt again. But that being said, I just like the mojo, and I think the defense is they're coached well and the defense plays well. Give me the hook. I'll take Washington plus three and a half in a close one. Second game. This one opened at three and a half. I wish I had that hook, but I'm still going to take the dog here as well. I'm going to go with Atlanta plus three against Carolina. Carolina fires their offensive coordinator, says they're going to get back to running the football. Here's the problem. Christian McCaffrey (laughs) will not be running that football. It will be Chuba Hubbard or Chuba Hubbard or whatever the hell this guy's name is. He sucks. Cam sucks. The Panthers suck. Falcons are going to win this game outright. Give me the three points. Falcons plus three. A lot of uh, strange spreads here and the rest of the way down the board, but I'm going to go with... Wait, wait, wait. You're, ta- you're taking... Oh, yeah. Sorry, Falcons. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. You're good. Yep. All right. Being local to New York, it is Daniel Jones probably seeing a next specialist and out. Glennon is in concussion protocol, probably won't play. Enter Jake Fromm as the Giants' starting quarterback. Most likely, it's only Mon- It's only Tuesday night, so I mean, let's not. You know, I'm not giving any kind of like heads up advice here on facts, but pretty good chance Jake Fromm's a starter. Never started before in the NFL. I'm not even sure if he's ever played. I think he did play a couple, couple times, but who cares? Chargers are just gonna are one of those teams in that thick of it in the AFC and they're going to need wins and here comes a shitty ass giant team that just ugh, they just disgust me in every facet of the game I see blowout all over this game the only way that the Chargers don't win this game by two scores is if they somehow beat themselves this game is ripe for a blowout uh, I'm going to throw my money on it so give me the Chargers minus 10 and a half so you've got mm-hmm. Washington at home to Dallas plus three and a half Falcons in Carolina plus three and the Chargers at home stomping all over them. Pathetic New York Giants, minus 10 and a half. All right. 10 and a half. Woo! It's jumped there. four and a half points because of the quarterback situation. So I think it might get higher. If it's Jake Fromm, it'll be 13. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Is that ex Georgia Bulldog Jake Fromm? Yes. That guy sucks. All right. First thing that I saw on here, TM, and this is this is going to go against everything that I've ever done on this show in the history of us betting. The Lions are getting eight points. Now, listen, I don't think my team is good. I don't think they're going to win. And I know they're going out to Denver. But eight points for this Lions team against a Broncos team that, quite frankly, isn't very impressive – is a big, big number. Detroit seems to, before this week, they had held their opponents to under, they had four straight opponents under 17 points. I think they were the fifth best defense in the second half of the season. Second half, like the last five games. Um, So they're playing hard. Their defense is doing its job. It's the offense that's the issue. Eight points is just a lot. They say, what, 90% of games are, you know, uh, decided by a score or less. So I'm going to take Detroit. I'm going to take the points. 
I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll keep it close, and if nothing else, they'll get some garbage points at the end of the game to cover, because that's what happens. So give me the, or give me the uh, Lions plus eight. Staying on the, uh, in the family tree, next Monday night, the Rams, you know those high-powered Rams, are going to Arizona. And you know my theory on Stafford, and a lot of people's theory on Stafford. He doesn't beat good teams. I'm sorry. Yeah, he might put up a 30-burger when they play shit-ass teams, but he's going to go into Arizona and he's going to beat them essentially with this line. I don't I don't buy it. Give me Arizona. I'll lay the two points because Stafford is Stafford. He'll throw a pick six and, you know, they'll get close in the end, but I'm confident it'll, it'll be more than three. So... Give me the give me the Cardinals uh, minus two minus two minus dos. All right. So we had this. You had this debate last time, and I think the difference with this team coming cross country is the fact that their offense just isn't as good. I am looking at this Niners-Bengals game. So the Bengals kind of got embarrassed. The Niners got embarrassed. But I do like this Cincinnati Bengals team a little bit better than I like the Niners. They're both in tough spots. But I think the Bengals are a team to watch out for. Just like the Chargers... I think they're a team that's going to cause some issues in the AFC playoffs. They are a Jekyll and Hyde team. We've seen it all year. They win one, they lose one. They come back, they make adjustments. Long story short, I don't like the Niners. Give me the Bengals. I'll lay the point. Essentially a pick them, and we'll go from there. And that's it. That's the fucking picks, man. There it is. All right. Now, Tian, I need an update. We, the listeners, need an update on your survivor pool. All right. Um, we went with the Chiefs Sunday night. We survived. There were between the Vikings and uh, there was a pick on the Raiders. There was 10, 10 on the Vikings. There was somebody on the Raiders. And, and what was the other game where we benefited? Um, Rams had 10, right? No, I think it was actually 14 on the Bengals. I'm sorry, 14 on the Vikings. Vikings and one on the Raiders. So we ended up going from 70 left to 55 left, and we're still in it. Right. Now... Yeah, so now this week, our pick, we're pretty sold. We like the Chargers and the Packers, but we are we would have to, whichever one we don't use this week, we have to use week 16. We kind of like looked ahead and determined that anyway. So we like the Packers, obviously, Sunday night, Sunday night game at home against the Bears. I mean, they own the Bears. We've got the Rodgers clip from the game in Chicago. 
I own you, I still own you, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, it's, it's the same as last week. It's like we've still got the Packers. We're in week 14. We can't go out of this pool, you know, not using the Packers. Right. And, uh, you know, we got to get to that week 15. Week, week 15, and there's most of the picks out of the 55 have actually used the Packers already. So there's not going to be like 40 picks on Green Bay. There's going to be a lot on San, on uh, the Chargers. So that's another uh, reason we're like, let's take the pack. You know, hopefully the Giants somehow, which I don't see it happening, but stranger things have happened. I think there's a better chance that the, the Giants somehow beat the char- I, I, don't, I really don't think the Chargers or the Packers are losing. I really don't think it matters who we pick. So um, that being said, that's where we're at. And then we'll go into week 15, and it's a two-pick week. Ooh. And then we're, we're, yeah, we're in some trouble. We'll talk about that a lot next week. And then going from there, depending on how many entries are left, every week could be a two-pick week. So Now, are you guys allowed just gotta, to ch- Just got to get there. You know? Are you guys allowed to change your pick at any point? Like before I can, or before, did you have to like make it before Thursday or? No, 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 no. You you can make your pick up until the game you're picking tips off. Okay. Because yeah, with so like I could have picked, I could have made shit. no pick until eight fifteen Sunday night and picked the Chiefs. Gotcha. Okay. And that's kind of because of COVID. So yeah, it's like sure. I mean, you know, if you pick the Thursday night game and then the game gets canceled, you, you get oh, you go right, pick right, a right, Sunday right. game. Or, yeah. Gotcha. All right. I'm, I'm in, living in, vicariously in through UTM. So here's the quick scenario. In week 16, the Chargers are at the Texans, and the Packers are home Saturday night to the Browns. Is that Christmas, though? Is it Christmas? I yes. Think that is Christmas. Not that that yeah. means anything, but it might mean something. For somebody. It's Christmas, exactly. So Saturday is Christmas. So what I what I think, my mentality on that is I could, I mean, the Chargers going into Texas the day after Christmas, you know. Yeah, I mean. I mean, yeah, with everything me, to play for, yeah. and then you've got the Texans. The way that you guys have it set up, I mean, yeah, I, I don't like, I don't like putting any money against the Browns, right? I mean, they've been so Jekyll and Hyde, you know. Yeah, and that's another, and that's the other thing. The Browns on Saturday night, of, like needing that game, because they'll they won't be, you know, they probably will not be eliminated because there's there's 18 weeks this year. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you never know. They could just go in and run all, and you just just run wild. You just don't know. You, don't, you the, the whole thing is, you, you don't worry about that that week till you get there. You know, let's get. We have the Packers here, this deep in the season. Use them in a in a game they sh- they win all the time. You know, knock on wood, and uh, you know, let's go. Let's get to Week 15. Yeah, baby, it's beautiful. Let's do it. Yeah, very, very, very excited. It gets very nerve wracking though. I mean, like I barely bet on Sunday. I I did bet. I made one like parlay bet that I won, but it was I bet the Rams to you know minus 13. I had Dolphins to win. Colts to win, and then the my fourth pick in the parlay was Chiefs minus two, and my brother started yelling at me at eight o'clock. How the fuck did you bet on our pick? And I'm like, oh, would you stop? I do it every week. 
because <laughs> I do, because I do, because that's the confidence. I mean, you gotta, you gotta back it up with something. So, and it was minus two. I mean, we knew we were gonna beat the. We knew we were gonna beat yeah, the Broncos. I mean, that's, that's essentially your uh, survivor pick right there. Every time fucking Tyreek Hill dropped the ball, though, I was like, oh my god, it's it is getting to the point now where I'm like oh, yeah. in agony. Yeah, watching you can't the do survivor anything games. else. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Make sure you make sure so. your kid, make sure your kids, you know, uh, at your in laws or something, because that's the the. I mean, I, we talked about it on this show. Like, the angriest I've been at my kids is like after a loss. And then they're like, Dad, you want to play shoots and ladders? No, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, right, right, yeah. Well, when the Packers win this Sunday night, when we get to week 15, one of our picks is going to have to be Miami at home to the Jets. So oh, maybe I'll do some audio recording for that watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. But we, I'd like to, I'd like to do a little spot on that next week. If, and when we get there, because I I'm telling you are, it is such a difficult week. I mean, I don't see how anybody has it easy. So awesome. what I said, what I said to my brothers in a text was, Hey, there'll be 16 winners that day. We only got to pick two of them. Right. <laughs> like we just got to figure it out. Are you guys allowed um, to choose anybody at that point, or you still have to use your people that are left over? Only got it. Only can use who you haven't used. Okay. All right. I didn't yeah, know if it changed because yeah, oh it was like I mean, a special week. It would make that a very easy week. There's some real easy oh, games okay. that week. But everybody yeah, but mostly has picked yeah. all those guys. All right. Got it. Yeah. yeah we look, can talk we'll look at it all next week. week. I'll, I'll need to talk it through with you next week. So. Let's save it for the show. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, let's yeah. get out of here then, TM. Uh, All right. Thanks, everybody, for calling in. 708-316-8822. Uh, call us next week. Uh, NFL. Uh, we have the Heisman on Saturday and uh, NFL on Sunday. And, hey, let's go Vikings on Thursday. Woo! Mike Zimmer. Stay like there, him. baby. Stay there. Let's go. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... Shut up! I'm waiting. Good one.